0: This is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration, sharing tips, tools, and talk. We're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. Episode 13, season one, episode 13 of Real Talk. Uh, this is Danielle and Jenna. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, you guys, we've actually been sitting here talking about what we're gonna go over today. And it's just it's been so good because it's really caused us to just get in the word. And isn't that where we wanna be? Like we want to be in the word when there's things going on in the world, you know, personally. Um, and that's just that's real life and so you know usually we record on Fridays and there's like a whole weekend that goes by Um, but here we are we are recording on Sunday so I know Jenna you had a really full weekend I had a super full weekend as well Um, so just good to to come together and and connect Um, and I just love like how like when we when we connect, we come together. It's like, okay, Lord, what are you saying? Mm
1: -hmm. And he,
0: he speaks and he, you know, brings us into a common theme. And so, so you guys listening, we're going to talk about being a son or daughter of God. So sonship, and that also means daughtership. So when I, if I say sonship, just know that also it was for the women listening, um, you know, but what does it mean? What does it mean to be a son or daughter? Um, Jenna, for you, what does it mean for you to, um, to be, to be a daughter, to be God's daughter.
1: Yeah. I just think about, um, this phrase I have written on my wall in my garage and it says, it just says adoption to sonship, you know? And, you know, when I think of God, when I think of Jesus, the Holy spirit, the Trinity, I just think of family, you know, I just think of, this is my home, like these, um, God is my home and and it's, it's God is a person, right? Jesus is a person, the Holy spirit's a person. But I just think of like, these are my people. This is my home. This is my safe place, my safe house, my place of refuge. Um, this is where, you know, this is who teaches me. This is who guides me and leads me. It's like literally everything. Right. And, you know, I just, you know, this weekend I got home and I just, I was so happy. I was so overjoyed to have a place where I felt at home, you know, yeah, I could just come before God and, you know, release any heaviness or any burdens
0: and just find that peace. Um, yeah, but and that's a promise that we receive in Christ when we are, like you said, there's that adoption. Let's talk about that just a little bit more about about being adopted, you know, into the family of God, because there's there's actually quite a bit of, of scripture on that. Um, and I think it'd be good. Let's kind of pick that apart a little bit, because what what a beautiful thing that when you do come into the family of God and you become you you a believer, you believe in Jesus Christ, you know, as your Lord, your savior. Um, you, you have been grafted in and brought into the family of God and what a beautiful thing. Um, but what are some of the scriptures? I was just trying to, you know, look up a few is that, um, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. Um, I think that's John, John 20. There's just, there's so many different scriptures about, about being adopted (laughs) into the family of God. Um, do you have any that you want to share, Jenna?
1: Yeah. I had Ephesians one five and it says he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ mm. in accordance with his pleasure and will. Okay. We use So good. We read it again. Yeah. <laughs> he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Mm, so good. So isn't that so like reassuring to know that's like it's the father's will for you to be a son or a daughter like yeah and to keep that perspective when we come into relationship with other people that it's the father's will
0: for you to be a son or a daughter you know yeah, yeah. that's such a beautiful thing Mm-hmm. And and um and that it's predestined. Like this is God knows, like he there are there are predestined sons and daughters who are his special possession. I mean, his his inheritance and our inheritance is is Jesus. You know, he's 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 the the goal, he is the destiny, he he is the inheritance. Mm-hmm. And you know, something we were just talking about is that when you are when you, when you become a believer, right. You're, you're um, a son or daughter of God. When you are a son or daughter of God, there's, there's different things that are going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And it might look like, um, a whole lot of love, like experiencing mm-hmm. the love of God. And that that's ongoing. That's going to be ongoing. And sometimes we have to, and I've, I've found this for myself is like making sure that, that I am in the scriptures to know the truth of how God really sees me, that he does delight in me, right? Because the world can come against that and bring accusation and bring lie. And, you know, as a daughter, like for me, something when I, when I truly gave my heart to the Lord and, um, you know, baptized in the Holy spirit, like just, you know, walking in relationship with Christ um, it's been a process too of like, making sure that my mind is renewed in Christ, that I do know how he sees me, because there are the accusations. But along with that too, you know, being a son or daughter, there's also correction, right? Mm-hmm. So there's um there's of course the ongoing love of God, but when a parent loves their child, mm-hmm. they're gonna correct them too. Right. right. You know, so are we ready to talk about correction? Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should touch on the other thing about the
1: lord is is that like
0: it doesn't have
1: to be the super heavy thing you know the bible says that he brings correction to his children because he loves us and you think about your own like if you're a mother or if you're a father you think about your children you think about if you never corrected them and you just allowed them to do whatever they want it's it's not what's best for them you know we are older, we are wiser. We, you know, we know things that their, their little bodies, their little brains don't, you know? And so I just think that there's such a revelation, like when you become a mother or when you become a father, because you get this whole picture of like, there's nothing that my daughter or my son can do. That's going to make me love them any more or less. Like, that's just, it's there, like, you know, and nothing's going to change that. Um, But yeah, there are times and, you know, another word for correction is training, like God's training us and there's so much grace and there's so much, um, love in the training. It's not like he's up there angry and mad, but he's doing it because he loves us and he wants what's best for us. And, um, it's like a guiding, you know, Mm -hmm. I I like the word training.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um, definitely. Like oh, training, training you in the way, leading you in the way that you should go, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, I I actually get this picture of like, like okay, so just recently Hadassah started walking, right? And like I'm really trying to encourage her to to walk. But when we're walking through, for example, like walking up to a place, or um, we get out of the car, most of the time I'm holding her. But every once in a while I'll set her down, but I'm gonna hold her hand. Mm -hmm. and walk with her because I, she, you know, I don't want her to like go off somewhere that's not safe for her. So Mm -hmm. I always get this picture of like the, the father leading you and guiding you because, because he knows all things and he can see what, you know, down the road of what's going to be good for you and what's not going to be good for you. And so there's that gentle leading and guiding, which, you know, thank goodness for the Holy spirit.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that you know when we receive correction from god like i just think about his nature and i think about all the times that i've received correction from god it spins in such a loving way and we were just talking about this earlier about how like when we receive something so whether you know we're going to be talking about you know peace in a little bit but when we receive correction when we receive peace from the father um then we're meant to carry that you know and so there's this receiving correction from God like ourselves but then there's also this way that we can carry um and we were talking about Matthew 18 earlier on this is something I feel like I want to challenge the body of Christ to really dig into and say hey are we doing this because it, it really burdens my heart when you know Matthew 18 talks about you know if you feel like someone has missed the mark or someone has um you know there's an offense or there's a sin, or they've done something against you. There's a proper way to handle that. And that's to meet with that person one-on-one and as listeners and, and to myself, I say, do I do that or do I go and do I talk to everyone else in the church about it, except that person? Cause those are yeah. two totally different things, you know? And so, you know, when God wants to correct me, he doesn't go to everyone else. He comes straight to me. Right. And he says, Hey, Jenna, uh, there's something I need you to work on here. I don't want you to argue. I don't want you, you know what I mean? He, Mm -hmm. he speaks to me. And so that's what I love about the living word of God is that it just, it gives life. And it's so like, there's just an answer for everything. And it just shows us exactly what to do in, in peaceful ways in peaceful
0: ways. Exactly. And it does, it reminds me of being a peacemaker. And in, like you said, Matthew five, the Beatitudes, Jesus says, he said, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. Right. So may we be peacemakers in all that we do when we come into sonship. And again, that also means daughtership, but when we come into um, being a child of God, it means our life is going to look different the way that the world does things, Mm -hmm. the way that the world does things, right? Someone like, if there's a problem, what, I mean, a way to stir up dissension and a way to stir up stuff is, is to do it the opposite. Right. And so that's why I love that though. Like what you say in Matthew, Jesus talks about if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Right. So may we, may we get better at that and going to each other one-on-one and, you know, the reason he's teaching this is because he knows if it's done the other way, it's just going to, it's going to stir up stuff. And we, we want to be peacemakers. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I love it too, because he goes on and he gives more instruction. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if he does not listen to you, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Right. And I always think I was just telling you this. I always think of like bringing an elder, bringing, bringing someone um, who maybe has walked with you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe is a little bit more mature in their, in their faith walk. Uh, but then it goes on even further. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church, like, whoa, <laughs> then then you're bringing in, you yeah. know, you're probably bringing in others, but you're doing it in a way that is, it's out of love. It's not out of, I'm, I'm like, I don't know how to handle this. I'm going to tell everybody else. This is a little bit different. Yeah. Right. And then, I, I mean, it goes on to say a lot more what to do, but I love that. And I agree with you. Like, thank goodness that the word gives us instruction. Like as a son or daughter of God, we get to live our lives in a way where Jesus is Lord over everything. And that's where I want so many times for my soul to come into alignment with Christ, with the mind of Christ, because do I still, do I get frustrated and blow it sometimes? Yes. I am still working things out. And we've talked about this, you know, where it's the most difficult sometimes. And that's where, you know, I, I'm like, okay, Jesus, like, help me. I want to be a peacemaker. I want to be loving. Um, Sometimes with those closest, it's the most difficult, (laughs) you know, but that's just, that's the reality. But thank goodness we do have the Holy spirit leading us and we can, because of Christ, we can be peacemakers. And he, he gave us the best example, you know, think about what Jesus did, you know, yeah. he laid his life, yeah, laid his life down. Mm-hmm. And so we can too, yeah. Even it means, you know, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, Jesus, like muzzle over my mouth. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, um, you know, I
1: want to read this Bible verse because you shared this with me last week and it was such good timing, but I feel like, um, you know, when we start to follow the learn, we start to learn truth and understand truth. Um, I don't know about you, but like, for me, it's almost like you want to stand up and you want to be this loud voice. Like, this is the truth. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And you want to like, <laughs> and when people argue with you, you're going to argue back because it's like, it, it's not really an arrogance of like, I know I'm right, but it's like, this is the Bible. It's <laughs> true. Same yesterday, today, <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> like, you know, but, um,
0: can you should the there's the butt, the butt's important here. I, yeah, I, I know where you're going.
1: So in two Timothy, let's see, two Timothy two, verse 23, it says, stay away from all foolish arguments, for these disputes will only generate more conflict. So don't argue because it's just going to, you know, like yeah. you read yeah. what you feel. There's just going to be more. For like, true-
0: like don't oh go, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, don't argue about like things maybe that are happening in the world today. Cause there's a lot to yeah. argue about, right? There really yeah. is. We don't need to name anything like, yeah. but there's a lot you could argue about right now. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So good.
1: It says for a true servant of our Lord, Jesus will not be argumentative, but gentle towards all and skilled in helping others see the truth, having great patience towards the immature Then with meekness, you'll be able to carefully enlighten those who argue with you that with you so that um, they can see God's gracious gift of repentance and be brought to the truth. This will cause them to rediscover themselves and escape from the snare of Satan who caught them in his trap so that they would carry out his purposes. Mm -hmm. And so this challenges believers that like, even when you feel like you are right, God calls us to be patient and gentle. Mm. And what I'm finding is, is the word skilled, like really jumped off the page, like Jesus, I need supernatural skills from heaven for you to show me like how to skillfully do this, you know, like every word, every like, um, attitude within me. Like I, I need literally the skills of Jesus (laughs) to like get through this, you know? And you mentioned like, you know, laying your life down for a brother and sister. And I can't figure out where I, I literally just had that verse up here somewhere somewhere else, but it was just talking about, yeah, being able to lay your life down. Like that's like the greatest love is when we lay our life down for other people. Yeah. And, you know, I was recently in a situation this past week after you shared that with me, where I I wanted to defend certain people that I personally know and love, but instead of like blowing off the gasket, I looked at the person in front of me and said, I need to remain in love towards this person too, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to be able to remain in love, that's, that's the reason in which why we run our race okay and that's the reason in which why God wants to heal up our wounds mm-hmm. and so we can run our race and the prizes is, is that we can stay and remain in love, which is, you know, I think of the verses like the vine and yeah. the branch and the yeah. branches like you, you are the vine, like we are the branch, and like, you know, we're yeah. together, we're apart, or we're we're not apart, you know, and apart, you know, we we fail <laughs> and we right. don't remain in love. And so there's fruit that comes in your life, and I feel like in your conversations with people when you really do abide in
0: Christ. No, yeah. that's so good. Cause God is love. Yeah. And what a great way to respond, you know, I've of like, I'm going to remain in love. And I think that's such a, that's such a wise point of like, if someone comes to you and is talking about somebody else and you're recognizing like, Hey, this is not honoring to that person. I don't want to be part of this conversation. That's such a great way to just say, Hey, like, let's stop this, you know, I'm going to remain in love. Um, I love that. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. May we be, may we be peacemakers. May we be image bearers, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus showed us how to, how to live our lives and we are being conformed, actually being conformed into his likeness, into his image. And that takes correction because We are sons and daughters. It takes, um, you know, his gentle leading, his loving leading his good correction in, in all things. So I have to read
1: John 15 verse 12, because I really feel like this is such a beautiful picture. And it says, so this is my command, love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. So do you see the beauty of that? that everything that Jesus does, we're meant to bear the same image. So we can love because Jesus has loved us for the greatest love of all is the love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. And so I think about that and I'm going to read this in a little bit, but like, you know, Jesus calls us friends. And he sacrificed his life for us. Um, It says, you should, you show that you are my intimate friends. When you obey all that I command you, I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants and servants don't always understand what the master is doing, but I call you my most intimate and cherished friends for, I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit and your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my father for my sake, he will give it to you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply.
0: (laughs) I love that. Amen. Love one another deeply. May we love better. May we love each other deeply. Be you. I see a truth. I know it's there. I hear their cries and it's not fair. I'm overwhelmed. It's hard to understand. This isn't right. I'm gonna do all that I can. Cause I see truth.